December 28th, 2022. Just because it's the end of the year doesn't mean you have to leave your common sense behind. And that's why we have Common Sense Ohio coming at you from commonsenseohioshow.com. And what is Common Sense Ohio? Well, we're making sense, commonly, of all issues that are relative to Ohio, but then using that as a springboard, perhaps, to make some common sense of what's going on around the world and specifically around the country. At the roundtable, we have Norm, who is back from the Christmas holiday. Brett, still back. Uh, still making podcasts, and yours truly, Steve Palmer of Lawyer Talk fame. And, you know, if you need legal help, I can do that too. Upstairs at the law firm of Yavich and Palmer, soon to change names. Stand by for that announcement. But at any rate, uh, let's get right at it. You know, it's it's three days post-Christmas. That means uh, it's in three days, it's New Year's Eve. Is that right? I did that right. That's another Super Bowl uh, type of day for you, isn't it? What's it, could get, it could get kind of busy. For you, yeah, you know the holiday. It is the season. And, and maybe maybe a, we should talk. To, maybe we should talk a little bit about that. that that's, as a famous local DJ once said, "Tis the season to uh, get geeked up on coke, smack around your wife, <laughs> and uh, and I forget, I forget how he put it. Nothing so, like bringing in the new year right. the right way. Yeah. yeah. So it, uh, and it does happen. I had a couple calls. I had an assault call uh, already. I had uh, a couple DUIs, and you know. In the old days when I used to be a drinker, we would call it amateur nights. You know, people go out during the holidays and they're not used to consuming alcohol and driving. And uh, I had a very close friend who was a recovering alcoholic. He's, he died, unfortunately. But he used to, I used to ask him about this. Like, how do, you, how do these guys drive every single day and not get caught? And then the one dude, you know, who, or the weekend drinker will get caught on a Tuesday night or something. He, he just says, I'm a professional. <laughs> he was, I, and, and he, he, what he, his point was, I have done this for so long, I have gotten better at it. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it, I'm not saying that you're going to be a good driver when you're drunk, but you get more comfortable being drunk and driving. And uh, yeah, you know, so you're not as nervous or you're not as whatever. You just don't care, or maybe whatever it would be. But mm-hmm. he somehow managed to navigate the roadways of Columbus for a lot of years without getting caught. I um, just want to insert so um, factually. Actually, more wives beat their husbands than the other way around. It's just that when it occurs, obviously men generally being stronger do more damage. Uh, that, I, I, I don't doubt that stat. I think men That's are more likely to take the abuse, maybe is a better way to put it. Absolutely. Because so, I always say this. If you want to increase or decrease the crime rate, it's very simple. You just either charge people more or charge people less. Right. So during COVID, people said, well, look, the instances of domestic violence has uh, increased or decreased or whatever. It's like, no, enforcement is down. It, there's the same, probably more, but it's um, yeah. there's just fewer cops out on the streets enforcing it. Mm-hmm. So when you have like um, the crime rate going up on gun crimes, for instance, mm-hmm. this, this is my big pet peeve because now you have an administration in, in Washington who is saying, we are going to take administrative and criminal action against uh, firearm offenses. So now all of a sudden ATF, uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms is out uh, enforcing regulatory laws that they wouldn't have enforced during the last administration. Yeah. So it looks like there's more gun crime. Now, nobody knows that it's because somebody didn't register a gun properly in a book. It's not like people are out using weapons. It's uh, it's a more, uh, I don't want to call it soft, but call it regulatory type stuff. Yeah. And it's only because enforcement is up. Now, in, in domestic violence, I think guys are more likely to take the punch and not call the police. A hundred percent. It probably is is more statistically true than even the statistics show. Exactly. Well, I mean, think of us culturally. How yeah. many guys how many guys are gonna call in that a girl beat them up? 
Right? I have I have been I mean, hit by a woman before. I did not call the police. Of course not. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Right? No, I was seventeen. But whatever. I, and and I was com- probably committing other crimes at the time. Probably underage drinking or something sure. at the time. Sure. But well, I, I was our, hit by a woman. Our son's been in that kind of situation. And he never told us about it till months yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. You know, well, and it was minor stuff, but it, yeah, it's it's a male thing and not to And let's talk just about face it. it, all women are crazy. I mean, never mind. I didn't say <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I did. Okay, that doesn't All make right. any common sense. Okay, as yeah. as the only bachelor at the table, uh, okay, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really think that you here. guys are in a world of shit Look, when you we, get home. By we the don't. Way. We don't think that, even though it's probably true. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. But I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think I, you know, people always talk about uh, some outcome equality of men and women and the fact is men and women just handle situations differently yeah. okay uh, by, by and large and there may be in the margins maybe there's differences okay i just i want to pound my chest and uh say how right i was about something i think Ooh. you're right well, but, look, we, uh, we, it makes common sense oh hey i'm yeah, going in a, I'm, I'm i'm pivoting uh so as you guys know and as is documented on our uh website with uh uh mr johnson has beautifully stacked up all of the podcasts uh, by date that we've done. So we have now a library of Common Sense Ohio that listeners can go to. Again, let me interrupt, at commonsenseohioshow.com. And people are like, why is it so long? Well, because somebody had all the good ones already used, so we had to use that. So well, shut up about it. You don't think we thought about that? Right. Commonsenseohioshow.com. Um, one of my predictions about 2023 that is already – absolutely going to be true because we could see the ball being teed up with a a Republican Senate coming in, excuse me, Republican House, is my prediction that the abuse of the Patriot Act and the various um, stories surround, uh, the various processes surrounding the Patriot Act and uh, that are commensurate or analogous to the Patriot Act uh, in D.C. in the swamp that that will be the number one story uh, in 2023. And there's no question about it. If you look at what uh, both the House and the my, and the, uh, the minority um, leaders in the Senate of the various committees uh, are talking about uh, having hearings into, it's about the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, all of these exceeding the what everybody had thought were the limits uh, to domestic spying, the prohibition against domestic spying and interference with the American people. Um, We're finding out from all these Twitter dumps about the, uh, basically the handing off of the football in some cases with the FBI, with the NSA. It's just a complete uh, flipping of this, uh, this program called stellar wind where they they gathered in all this metadata and in complete contravention to the the sworn testimony that the NSA chiefs and the national security advisor all these people under Obama all swore uh and even under Trump you know that that uh, oh no 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 we're not collecting data if we do collect any data it's just an accidental incidental side thing no that's the whole point of the program the whole point of Stellar Wind was to collect domestic metadata and process it and try to learn things about the American people and to particularize it 
if you're charged with a crime, they can go back to that database and get down to what was Steve Palmer doing on that day? Who was he talking to? They got all that. And then the FBI colluding with Twitter, Facebook. It has come out, for example, that a month before the Hunter Biden laptop a story came out in the New York Post. So this is before it went largely public, before the New York Post came out with its front page, which was then suppressed, right, on Twitter and Facebook and Google. And the media didn't cover it, with the exception of Fox News and a few uh, online services. Um, A month beforehand, Twitter, the White House, the FBI, the, the major uh, mainstream media outlets, the New York Times, the Washington Post, all got together to have a damage control meeting. Yep. Okay. So now that's been documented by Twitter. We have names of people at the meeting, the whole thing. We got this FBI agent, Elvis Chan, who was having a weekly uh, meetings with in, in San Francisco with the, uh, with the social media giants about what the FBI would quote unquote prefer them to do or thought that they should be careful about, et cetera. So the question for our Supreme court, <laughs> what's going to, what this is all going to come down to, and this is just going to be a blockbuster story next year. What's what all this is going to come down to is, is it, is it government censorship? Yes. No. When the government utilizes instead of the government doing the censorship, Uh, the suppression of people's right to free speech, uh, suppression of assembly, et cetera. If the government's not doing that itself, but is contracting it out to uh, a private party, is that the government's action? Yes, no. Norm Murdoch, Chief Justice at this particular Supreme Court, on this particular day here in Columbus, Ohio, I would say, Without a doubt, yes. Yeah, for sure. So there's a couple things that we, Go can, ahead, we, Mr. Attorney. we can unpack there. So what you're saying is in order to have any sort of First Amendment violation, and this is this is sort of like one-on-one stuff, but I don't mean it that that everybody should know it. I, I don't think it's necessarily uh, uh, clear in this day and age where everything has sort of been blurred between what's government and what's private. But the general rule is I cannot violate Norm's First Amendment rights. I'm a private person. I can tell Norm to shut the hell up and get out of my house all I want. And it's not a violation of your First Amendment rights. It might be offensive and it might be sort of um, in the spirit of not letting somebody express their views. But it's not an actionable violation. As soon as the government does it then, or however, it becomes a violation of the First Amendment. So you got to have what we call in constitutional law government action. So the question you're positing, you're asking is, uh, does it count as government action for First Amendment purposes when the government is enticing or pressuring private entities to censor speech? And I think the answer is probably. And there's a couple examples I'll give you. So say you're staying at a hotel and um, the the police think that you're a dope dealer. So what they do is they they realize that they don't have the fir- they don't have the Fourth Amendment right to enter your hotel room with the with the management key and search your closet or the suitcase in your closet. So what they do is they say, all right, um, um, they get the maid staff or the support staff at the hotel, and they say, all right, we're going to we're gonna ask you to go search it for us. Well, now the question is, is that government action? Did, that, did, did the government violate your Fourth Amendment rights? And I think everybody would say yes. That is an agency relationship. So when the government contracts with a private person – 
to do what they couldn't otherwise do. It's the same as the government doing it. Now, it's going to be very difficult for these governmental actors trying to uh, justify this conduct when they have like 50 years of Fourth, Fourth Amendment jurisprudence or Fourth Amendment law in that context. And I'll, I'll give you another one. There's a concept out there on a bigger picture called conditional spending. Years ago, we actually read the Constitution, and the Constitution said Congress shall pass no law unless it's, unless it's within their specific enumerated powers. So what did they started to do? They started to regulate things by conditional spending. We'll give you We'll give you state of Ohio highway money if you raise the speed limit or lower the speed limit rather, or, and raise the drinking age. And you know, they eventually the Supreme Court says yes, you can do that. I think South Dakota versus Dole or some case like that said it. And that's got, that's that's permissible government action, and it, they're allowed to do it. So how is the government now going to go into credibly go into the U.S. Supreme Court or any federal court and say no? We're just suggesting it. And you know, I'll also maybe add this example. I remember as a as a in, in the fraternity setting in college, we would say, well, look, we're not telling, we're not forcing all these pledges to walk together to every single class. We're just encouraging it. And and I remember telling that, like taking that nonsense argument to the staff and they would, they just said, you know, the people have been coming in here since you were a twinkle in your mother's eye with that stupid argument and we don't buy it then, we don't buy it now. And they were right, right? And so it's like mm-hmm. pressure on private agencies to do the bidding of government work is the same as the government doing it. Yeah. Wasn't it amazing uh, what what has come out in these Twitter dumps that the FBI was even worried about, you know, like com- comedy memes, mm-hmm. like like people telling jokes. Like if a joke was really acerbic and really got to, you know, some particular pet project or pet subject, you know, COVID or whatever the subject might be, and somebody really put a zinger out there online on Twitter or on Facebook, the FBI was worried about people's joking yeah. and their, and their, their comedy bits. And, and look, this, I mean, this is unbelievable. Just, I'm not just throwing stones here at the Dems. I mean, Trump did this too. Trump, Trump and his, his team were doing this with COVID stuff. Uh, it's coming out that they were, they, they were using or influencing all the social media platforms to try to uh, construct a narrative that supported what the government action was. And, you know, you could say, well, COVID was such a severe thing that we should let that. No, you can't say that. No, you can't credibly say that. Gosh. There yeah. is no emergency large enough uh, to take away all our freedoms. We have given up certain protection of the government on purpose. Thank you. I don't need it. I'll take care of myself. I don't need you monitoring right. and limiting my freedom in the name of uh, safety. Yeah. 100%. Right. 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 I mean, Trump Trump really did buy into the whole Fauci Burks thing early on. What was he? he? I, I, I he never was quite to, understood it either. Well, it made sense to me. Trump, we've discussed this in the past where Trump is known to be a germaphobe. And so, in, in you know, and he's just very scared of that entire thing well, and i think he, he also he, he also was to, easy to manipulate I was gonna also, yeah, and he was a, manipulating yeah, yeah and put us back in that situation that every day more information came out or less information came out we didn't know what the hell's going on you think you have a handle on it one day and the next day more information comes out that defeats what you just thought was real yeah it yeah. was it was a strange time and and you for, know, you know Six months or so. It was strange. We were all we were all going to die. We were, exactly. You know? And then and then it was basically a bad flu. But here's here's what's here's what's so fascinating about it is that, and this this will circle it. Get that round table. This will circle it right back <laughs> to the show. Common sense. I looked at this stuff like I look at anything in my practice. Does it make sense? I've had scientists come into courtroom and spew nonsense all over, and everybody says you just are a 
you're a believer or you're this or you're that or you're crazy, you're fringe or whatever it is. And I'm just like, it just doesn't make sense to me. If you can't explain it to me in a way that makes sense, I don't buy it. I don't care how complex the science is. There's nothing that can't be made simple uh, or simpler, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And and none of this made sense to me. It's like I remember I talked to a buddy of mine who was a, a – uh, he was a DNA expert now, but he's a former epidemiologist or whatever. Man, he's a biochem guy. And I was asking him, it's like this, this virus and they're talking about asymptomatic spread and all these things that can happen and lasting for, for days, even if you touch something, I said, is this going on? He's like, look, unless it's acting like no other virus that's ever been on the planet since mankind started looking at viruses. No, it's not. That's not going on yet. People ran with those narratives as if they were true. Like this is like the star Trek Right. No win scenario. We've got the most evil virus ever, and uh, it's acting and behaving in ways that are completely alien to humankind. I think in one of our yeah. podcasts, because our governor here in Ohio, DeWine, reacted, uh, he, he overreacted. And by the way, because of that, we got to shut down your business, take all your freedom, right. and uh, you're and you're not going to make any money for two years. And he gets, I, and he gets, I, a, and he gets a daily TV show. Well, I proposed, <laughs> I proposed that that Ohio's legislature rename the state to Fear. Because we were the state of fear. It's so we, we weren't the state of Ohio anymore. I didn't even recognize my fellow citizens with their wearing, uh, they were wearing these chem suits to Kroger, head to toe, like they worked at <laughs> so, a, so absurd. like they worked at a body shop, right? <laughs> Walking yeah. around in a white, you know, uh, Tyvek suit you know with with a big face shield, like they're going to weld something. I, I, I just like, what are you doing? What's going on? And I remember we were all spraying the handles of all the carts and running around, you know, where the we avocados were. were. We were, but oh, we, we still to, are. We we wipe <laughs> we wipe down all this stuff, and then it comes out, you know, a year and a half later. Oh, you can't get COVID from uh, from it. It doesn't spread on the surface of anything. Well, that's not how it's at, at least not the way they say it did. And and what's interesting is that people bought into this hook, line, and sinker. People gave up their freedom liberally yeah you know and i use those turds in, in juxtaposition like that so yeah. you, they liberally gave up their freedom which is so ironic like you know right. we in the name of of the government protecting us people were willing to give up their freedom and and they still are you know it's like oh yeah it, it is oh, yeah. so insane well they're talking about school mask mandates again in new york and california Screw these it, people, they're, they're teeing up the ball so it um, just it's so insane but anyway i just wanted mm-hmm. to um yeah I just wanted to point out that I think we're going to have a lot to talk about next year uh, with uh, Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan uh, over there at, uh, at you know, it's going to really be handling things at the uh, House Judiciary, um, House Judiciary uh, hearings uh, on this subject. And uh, and he takes no prisoners. This is not going to be a Trey Gowdy I'm investigating, uh, you know, Libya. This is not going to be that way. Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan is just... He's not afraid of the truth. He's not afraid of what's going to happen to him. Right. The, he's, well, the it, truth is his goal, right? So he it's is like, gonna, that's it. He's going to go for it. At least it. I think. It's so far, that's oh, what he's shown. No, this guy, th- so he's a real deal. And I think, you know, I, I'm, I am curious to see how everything unfolds in the Republican Party, too, because it seems like there's some dissension in the ranks. I mean, the Republicans passed, or the Senate, how many Senate uh, Republicans got on board 18. with this $1.7 trillion eight, 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 boondoggle eight, spending? Eighteen, And then they get the House to go along with it. Yeah. It just is... Uh, and I, I'll tell you, I'm a J.D. Vance fan, but I've heard nothing but silence from J.D. 
And I'm like, JD. Now I know he's he's he hasn't even been sworn in, so I'm not on him. The politics but, are a play. But they, I'm they were on the phone with him. You know, but they were. oh, yeah, I would. You know, if, if I'm JD, right? I I would be standing with Rand Paul and you know and and Ted Cruz and those guys. Uh, Ron Johnson, he should have been at the microphone with the objector saying, hey, wait a minute, I just got elected. I want to say so. This needs, the football needs to be kicked over to January so that me and my new colleagues coming in, let us handle it, not Rob Portman. And look, I I get you need the Mitch McConnells of the world who know how to operate and navigate. Look, we hate the swamp, but the fact is the swamp exists. So to what extent do you need somebody who knows how to navigate the swamp boats versus just completely coming in and blowing it all up? And the Republican parties are walking a fine, or the Republicans are walking a fine line here because they're, they're on, I think, on the verge of this probably change, but hopefully not implosion. Well, yeah, we are we are on the cusp of a third party being formed. Yeah, there's no question about it. A lot of people think that if DeSantis gets a nod, that Trump might actually go third party, Ross Perot style. Um, that'll, but, be, that'll be terrible for the Republicans. Well, well yes, because it won't hold. It'll be it'll it be another. Ross Perot's the perfect example. Well, it's Ross like, Perot's the perfect not enough for a third party. Like, all you're doing is sucking away Republican and Democratic like, votes. But at some yeah, point, exactly. that's all this. At you, some it, point, you can only alienate and disappoint Republican voters, especially the new ones, the the latecomers to the Republican Party who only came over because of Trump's um, rocking the boat. And if the Republicans are just like Mitch just did, Mitch McConnell just did from Kentucky just uh leader of the senate if 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 minority leader of the senate if if they just fold up their tent because they're so afraid of being blamed for a government shutdown that's why mcconnell did this he is aware that the mainstream media will there's no question mitch is correct about this there is no question that whenever there is a government shutdown even though the democrats control the presidency currently the senate currently the house until the end of the until the new house is sworn in um so they control all three but still if the if the republican senate had balked and mitch had held firm and they had rolled it over on a continuing resolution till next year there's no question that the mainstream media would have blamed the republicans for shutting down the government and I say, so what? So what? Yeah. Explain it. You're going to have to go out there and sell to the American people that it's going to take an earthquake to change the habitual spending in D.C. Well, and the pork that was attached to this bill, and leave it to Rand Paul, he always comes up with his year-end sort of... Uh, yeah, like Proxmire did and other people yeah. before him. Yeah, it, it just It's so insane, the right. stuff we were funding. And yeah. I, I think you know it almost leaves enough even on Steve, they're studying whether or not uh, abuse of alcohol is bad for you. That there's yeah. actually millions of dollars to study that issue. Like we don't know that. I'll take a million dollars to <laughs> conduct an investigation to see who's getting the million dollars and what their relationship is to those who are giving out the million dollars. Yeah. Because somebody has sure done something on oh, yeah. some level to get this fund or to this get a study grant, funded to get a grant. And Absolutely. how much are they making? It's like I always follow the money. And, right. you know, I don't think Mitch wants that any more than anybody else because you, you would like, – common sense. I think Jordan is a common sense guy. I think common sense would say, all right, why – don't you think the American people would just be generally offended 
of all this pork that goes into these bills and like we're spending X amount of millions on this special interest study over nothing. Um, Even if you support it, I think most people would say, well, that's stupid. Or can't we, or they might, you might ask the question, wouldn't you rather have that money back in your pocket to pay your heating bill as the temperatures drop into the zeros? That's what you say to that. That is like, we're going to spend something on, we already know what the answer is, but right. But people have to have, well, we studied it, and now we know it's the truth. Right. Yeah. So I want to know how many millions we're spending on equity, diversity, and inclusion. And well, who's making the money, and how much are they taking home? A Michelle Obama yes. hiking trail in Georgia. I mean— Why, uh, why is any dollar that I ever make and give to the government for, uh, with the, at the barrel of a gun going to fund that? The state of Georgia wants a hiking trail. Get some Boy Scouts together that need a. Well, Michelle's but a it's, millionaire. But it, she can but it's easier to pass if you put her name on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, seriously, go chop yeah. a trail down and d- yeah. do it with volunteers. I mean, you've yeah. got to be kidding me. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, it, but again, I think common sense would say if I don't like this spending bill, I would enumerate all these things. I would say, look, here's where the here's why mm-hmm. I objected. The government shut down, folks. I get it, and that sucks. And we're not we're very sympathetic with that. But let me tell you why I objected. Because we're giving ten million to these these people, five million to these people, billion over here. We're giving the, the these overseas governments X amount of dollars to guard their borders. To guard their borders right. when ours are wide open. This is the administration that won't even. We can talk about forty two Title forty two again because the U.S. Supreme Court just I think um, uh, issued a good decision on that. But I, I don't even say it's a good decision. It's 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 a stopgap. It's a good outcome, yeah. but I don't necessarily agree with the decision. I don't know if they, it, anyway. You sound like Gorsuch. It, and it's, I'm right about that, but it's, uh, no, I'm not, no, I'm not like Gorsuch, but I'm, I'm well, right his, about this. Well, his, his, uh, his um, minority uh, opinion on that was basically, he, he's right. Basically, the emergency of COVID has ended. Yeah. Okay. But the Obama, but the, I said Obama, the O'Biden administration, which it really is, has an internal contradiction. They have on one hand said COVID uh, emergency still exists for a bunch of domestic purposes, but on the border, they want to say it doesn't exist. Right. The emergency is well, there when mil- it's the military to- spending. It doesn't exist. Now. Yeah, exactly. right. Well, that's true. Because right. they disenfranchised thousands. Well, they, they did. left the military. Yeah, but they're and not now gonna- they don't have to have the shot yeah now they've, well now now that now, now that they've now that they've expurgated you know all the bad military people with an r behind their name they now now the question will be will they bring them all back and give them their back pay see and now, the, the pentagon doesn't want to do that here, here's no. what's interesting though there's no. always an unintended consequence to these things and i don't know what it is and i don't i don't necessarily think it's going to be good for one side or it's probably bad for both sides really but now you have all these disenfranchised that's probably not their defrocked soldiers we'll say right and right. some of them were <clears throat> high level uh, you know, very, very well-trained, oh, high-level special, special ops type Seal. guys. What right. are they doing now? Do you think they're just going to stop doing those things? Or are they going to work in the private industry? So if you've got, like, that's the one area where the government needs to operate in military, right? We need to have a, a government-run military. And instead, what they've done is they've booted those people out to work as essentially missionaries. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. You mean mercenaries? Or I said missionaries. I meant mercenaries. <laughs> hey. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they, they, they could though. They could exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, so they're so, out. They're out uh, yeah. preaching the Jehovah's well, Witness. You know what's scary is that you were talking. You were talking about you know Jim Jordan laying out. Hey, why is this on? Why is this on? Why is this on? But that's how they get stuff done there, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for, pe- people for need to generations. Get a- it's people. add on, add on, add on. So he's almost going to become indoctrinated. Well. 
I'm sure he has, that if I want anything passed, I got to tag on some crap. What makes less Which is common sad. That's sense. the way it gets done. That's right. So it, and it, I hear this argument in my line of work all the Sucks. time over court. Well, I'm like, well, why, wait a minute. Why are we letting this happen? Why, why is this guy allowed to testify? Well, that's how we always do it. I'm like, well, it's wrong. So when I don't it, care when, how many times you've stop? done it wrong. <laughs> how, do we, how do we make it stop? How so, does it stop? So right. uh, it, it, Things would come to a halt if we did that. Yeah. So let's, let's, well, let's, and maybe that's what, it, I think Norm's point is, maybe that's what we need. Exactly. So let's, uh, let's talk about some poison pill legislation that uh, recently foiled our governor. This is, this is a beautiful move by somebody in the Ohio General Assembly. So as we know, Governor DeWine wanted to turn the Department of Ed- or wanted to turn the State Board of Education basically into a cabinet post uh, so that he can control um, with you know absolute authority education policy and the public would no longer have uh, some elected representation to the state board. So in that legislation to make that change, it did pass the Ohio Senate, but the Ohio House put in, the um they put in the uh a ban on um male athletes competing in girls sports in in high school and um in grade school and so uh that was not satisfactory and so <laughs> so, so the because that was in there De- dewine's education bill did not pass the ohio house the ohio house being way more conservative than the Ohio Senate, even though both are Republican, uh, majority Republican. So the uh, Ohio House voted down Governor DeWine's uh, attempt to take over the State Board of Education because somebody stuck in the poison pill of the um, of the uh, no no men, no males in girls sports. Governor DeWine has come out in favor of allowing, um, I want to say this right, so perhaps he hasn't outright endorsed boys playing in girls sports, but he has said that the legislature should not pass any laws with respect to that subject. So the bottom line effect is since the Ohio high school athletic association has come out in favor of bio boys playing as girls that the OHSAA has, that is their policy. They're okay with boys playing as girls, um, and the and that is it. That's an administrative branch of government under the executive. Branch. No, it's an association. The that's uh, the regulatory yeah. OHSAA is an organization that high schools pay dues to belong. Okay, so to. that's a private organization. And yeah. they, they, and they, what's they, the so what's the government labor and, put, and they, stuff like that? They yeah. put together the tournaments, like you know the AAA oh, gotcha. football teams. So or, how much funding do they get from uh, the state of Ohio? I don't know that, but uh, the point is their policy, uh-huh. their rules on who can play in whatever sports, swimming, track, football, basketball is bio boys can play on girl teams that and, is and dewine has, has said dewine has said we don't want to touch that subject let's stay out of it uh i don't want the legislature passing any laws so they the ohio republicans in the house gave him the finger and they put that they put that poison bill in his little uh, take over the state board uh so forcing bill. him essentially yeah. to veto his own bill so a, well a, 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 it wouldn't the, the senate wouldn't agree to it uh, yeah. The conference committee failed, right. and so, so uh, it died. Uh, yeah, quick Google search, OHSAA's budget, 
is comprised of three main sources of revenue. Ticket sales of tournaments is the biggest, 78%. 11% comes from annual officiating permit renewals, and 11% comes from corporate sponsorships. They receive no tax dollars no of any kind. Oh, really? Good. So just to, to know what there we need go. to know. Yeah, they don't. Right. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. No influence of government there. They, they Not are there, s- but it's, it's somewhere. Uh, yes. I can't figure out. I can't figure out where yet, but my, my spidey sense tells me it is somewhere. OHSAA has a voice somewhere in government. It's like it's like the National School Board Association, right? It's voluntary for a school board to belong to it. And and then when they came out with the the boys uh, can use the girl bathrooms and 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 parents, you know, the FBI is investigating parents that want to go express their views about those kind of CRT and and other issues at their school are now being, you know, Merrick Garland sick the FBI on parents saying that they're potentially domestic terrorists because they go to a microphone and bitch about uh, their local school board. The Ohio School Board Association pulled out of the National School Board Association. Let's applaud them for doing that because they're the ones that colluded with the FBI sending that letter to trigger that investigation, if you recall that letter. Yeah, and that sort of stems... You which said, was cooked up at the White House. You said something earlier that, that made me write some notes down, and one of them, in quotes, I wrote, change the definition. And really, to bring this back to a common sense perspective, it's really difficult for these people pushing these policies and agendas that just don't make any sense. Like we were talking about Jordan looking for the truth. But when people aren't looking for the... When people are, are out there operating and they're afraid of the truth... They, they have to do things to get around it. One of them is just flat out lie. Yeah. Another would be to change definitional structures. So sure. it, like you can say a boy is really a girl or a girl is really a boy. Right. And then after that, everything sort of makes sense. Yeah. But it's still sort of, it runs afoul of our common sense understanding of what is real in the world. And then you get the folks like the postmodernists who would say, well, nothing is real in the world. It's all just a made up uh, construction of human endeavor. And, uh, <clears throat> and that, that's when we get terms like it's my truth. Right. right. So I'm going to speak my truth, which is really to say I'm full of shit. I know I'm full of shit, right. but my truth is this. This is how I really feel things should and be. And I demand you respect my and truth. I demand you respect it. <laughs> yeah, right. as, as the exchequer would always say, yeah, is like right. they never operate in the world of is. It always is should. Like we should we should have a world that works like this. I think that'd be awesome. We should have a world where I live forever. I just want to point out, that speaking of a world that, that makes no sense in word games, I just want to point out even the Republicans in the Ohio House who are fighting against boys compete, competing as girls, bio boys competing as girls. Even they have it wrong, and they have it wrong intentionally because the language is no male may participate on a team designated for females. But they don't have it the other way around. And it's just as legitimate the other way around. We know girls mature sooner than boys in general in their tween years. Okay, mm. and girls, girls on wrestling teams, for example, during those bracketed years, can absolutely devastate most boys of the same age, and it <laughs> but, probably causes not, more than just physical but, loss. But, but, I mean, okay. there's some psychological. But I just want to sure. it, right? I just yeah. want to point out. Sure. So they're not going to ban the girl who wants to go out and play center on the junior varsity team foot on the junior varsity football team. She can so girls can play on teams designated for boys, but, but it's just boys can't play on teams designated for girls. And what I see, Norm is always looking for, 
treating people equally in the same circumstance. And, you know, whether you're talking about the draft, whether you're talking about registering for the draft, whether you're talking about a standards to become a New York firefighter or, or a United States Marine, and we dumb down standards so that women and girls can, they can do things and, and their level of uh, competency is measured with a different ruler. Well, here's the problem. I have though. a major problem with that because, again, we're not dealing with reality. We're dealing with people's feelings. And I'm all about reality. If a firefighter has to carry 300 pounds up 10 flights of stairs in order to become a fire department firefighter, I don't give a rat's ass if it's a, a man or a woman. They got to be able to do that. Well, so here's what I want to know then. Does Duh. that rule make Three, sense? I want to say one thing. 343 firemen died on 9-11 in New York City. How many were women? None. Because they can't go up 110 flights of stairs with hose and a bottle on their back. They just can't do it. And so none of them were in those buildings when they collapsed. They were getting coffee or they were on the radio or they were doing some other important job, but they sure as hell weren't doing the grunt work. And this country needs to face facts and reality. And the sooner, the longer we keep playing patty cake with women and girls and, and, and finally they're coming out and saying, Hey, we don't like the boys playing on our teams. Why? Because it affects them. It's a very selfish reaction. They were not worried about the boys getting screwed by title nine who lost con- They lost all their scholarships to row to, to, to run track in some cases, to play baseball. They can give a rat's ass about the boys' opportunities. Now it's all about the girls. And I want that on the record. Well, it is right here at Common Sense Ohio. There you go. There you so, go, man. So a couple things about that. Bada boom. That, that are worth unpacking. So the, the danger in some of this and some of what you said is when regulations are promulgated with the intent to exclude women or any other group. So you could easily write a regulation that would automatically eliminate women from the equation. Um that the re- then you have to analyze whether the regulation is really a necessary and reasonable one. So you could say you have to be able to carry 300 pounds, but what if you don't? What if you only need to be able to carry 100 pounds? And and this is where it's not always obvious, and it's worthy of discussion at every level to look at all sides of it to say, all right, is it reasonable that the firemen have to carry 300 pounds in order to pass the fireman test? And if the answer is no, then you got to change that to a reasonable regulation. Or you could say, like we do in the military, look, there's certain things that men can do that women can't. They just can't. Right. I and want to say, before we go further, I'm not in favor of exclusionary of course, right. yes. standards. So if the standard, say say the average victim uh, in America, the average weight of a, of a full-grown adult is, is not 350, but we have to be ready for the few that are, well, then maybe a, a rescue team has at least one person that can handle that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you deal with that. Yeah. Well, that's how no, the military yeah. would deal with it, right? They would, they would, yeah, they but, would diversify the responsibilities. A, a small fire department's not always going to have, uh, you know, Brutus. Uh, he, he's not going to work that particular shift, so you're not going to have that guy. So the solution is to have them all able to do it. Yeah, right. you, and you that see, may not, but you, you can, see the personnel problem. But you can so, divide I, that infinitely. So I am not in favor of exclusionary uh, uh, regulations 
that are written for the purpose of excluding people uh, to uh, purely to deny them to an deny opportunity. Them, right, That's right. ridiculous. That and anybody who's interpreting my comments to to think that way, you are ridiculous because right. you're not taking me at full faith and credit. But you also no, of course, right? I, and I, that's why I bring this up is that to say, look, the regulations have to be reasonable, but there also has to be some play in the joints. So I, I've worked on construction crews, and there was always a guy would he'd be the, like the guy who walks like a cat on top of the walls. He was just good at it. Yeah, and you know he didn't look any different, or maybe he was skinnier, or maybe I was heavier, whatever it would be. He wasn't scared of it, and other people are. It's like you can divide it infinitely if you go down that path. I think sure. there has to be some reasonable, and, and maybe I should, as I'm thinking this through, we tend to do that on our own. Right. So in this room, uh, we know that you're good at a certain thing in, to get this show on the air. We know that Brett's good at a certain thing to get this show on the air. And I wouldn't expect anything different. Right. We all have done this. We've sorted right. ourselves on our own of what we're good at. And right. guess what? We get along. We don't need the government to tell us how to right. do that. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're, we're being micromanaged in every facet of life by the federal government and increasingly by our state and local governments as well. It's sort of interesting as we're, it, it just gave me an interesting thought. So in, in, uh, in World War II, uh, the German army was a phenomenally equipped, phenomenally trained, phenomenal army. The Americans were a ragtag bunch of ragamuffins when we got, when we started anyway, you know, it, there's a great book called, uh, an army at dawn or something. A guy named Atkinson wrote it or anyway, it's a great book. It talks about sort of mobilizing the army to go over to Africa to fight and but by the time we get to D-Day, we were sort of seasoned and and we were we were uh, we were trained and we were seasoned. We were battle tested. But here's what the difference was: we were not rigidly regulated down to what we what we did or how we, how we operated day in and day out. So our soldiers were allowed to do things like weld spikes on the front of the tanks so they could bust through the hedgerows, where the Germans would have had to get permission for that. Um, our guys just did it. They were they were fresh off the farm. They were creative. It was good old American ingenuity, and it wasn't overregulated. There's there's a there's a diminishing rate of return on regulation. You get down to the weeds of it, and you're going to just paralyze people. And I think that's what I think that's what you're talking about. We're being micromanaged sure. right. to the point where we're not only allowed to sort ourselves, and we're afraid to do it. Right. So and and that's that's the consequence of it. It's like I can't say, look, you're too fat to crawl up those stairs. I'll do it. Right. And the fat guy's going to say, yeah, you're right. In the real world, he may be, have his feelings hurt because he's too fat, but it's a fact. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that causes him on the other side to go maybe go on a diet and exercise. You know, I, I, I'm making this stuff up as I go because I think we are able as humans to sort this stuff out without government intervention. Well, we have to be allowed to be driven to what we to want to do in our lives. So there may be female firefighters who just that's their calling. They want to do it. They'll right? make it work then. They'll find a way. They'll find a way. Or, or maybe the, or maybe they won't. Or maybe or they, they, they can't. In some fashion, maybe they'll they be they there's, it's hey, I want to be, be on ba- the squad in some hey, fashion. Hey, no. Brett, yeah. I want to be a ballet dancer. Well, no, well, yeah. But what I I'm, think that ship yeah. has sailed. Well, Norm, right. we you should know. change the rules on what is. So this is a perfect example. So, I always wanted to dance the female role in the in the Nutcracker let's suite. Modern art. Okay, I never was going to be allowed to do that. Let's right? create modern art and make it so you, who have yeah. no skill whatsoever right. on your right. toes right. in uh, doing pirouettes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a sugar plum fairy, but we're going to never act like was going like to be. Never could do it. That's something and you I'm, don't unsee. I'm too. sorry yeah. to tell. I'm sorry to tell the 85 year old skinny girl in her in her black combat boots that's you know got her fist clenched and fry them like bacon. I'm sorry to tell her that you're never going to be physically equipped to be a firefighter. Right. You're just not. You're not. You right. can't lift yeah. a 300, 200, or even 150 pound. 
a dummy and run up the steps. And I think left on our left to our own devices, Tough. it will sort itself out. I think women who understand that they're not equipped to do that job don't want to do the job. You know, qu- right. quit, quit the fantasy. Right. You know, qu- let you know let let's quit the fantasy of of marine girls. You know, humping. Uh, 105 millimeter uh, artillery ammo, humping that ammo, you know, from the ammo dump uh, 200 yards away to where the where the gun is under combat conditions. They're not going to do it. They they might be able to stay in a foxhole and put their lipstick on, but they're sure as hell not going to be able to hump that ammo. And yes, that hurts somebody's feelings out there. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's called it's, reality. It's objective reality. It's objective yeah. reality. Yeah, yeah. We're missing that in our culture because we have this Peter Pan mentality now that everybody can do everything. I'm sorry, everybody can't, can't. do everything. And I can't have a baby. I can't be the the lead in the. I can't be a sugar plum fairy. There's a whole bunch of shit Norm Murdoch can't do, and I've accepted that. And I'm asking my female friends, okay, and my gay friends. And my burly, beefy male male friends, accept who you are, understand who you are, understand what your limits are, and deal with that. Deal and, with that well, look, with and, reality. And, and excel with what you do have. That's right. Well, that's right. Isn't that, I mean, look, Good th- to, to make it about mm-hmm. our Western Christian notion of right. life, right? Right. We have God-given talents, and our job individually is to achieve what we right. ha- what we are capable of achieving, and right. always striving for, always dis- getting better. And it's somewhat disrespectful to not recognize your talents and God-given talents and excel at those. And excel at those, and figure out where you need to improve and right. improve upon those things right. individually within. And the government's never going to do that for you. It's never going to make you feel good if it does. Mm-hmm. It, it just is like you can't say, "All right." Uh, in order to do this job, you have to be able to fit through this small little space, and you're too fat. We're just going to make the space bigger so you can fit through it. It's like it's nobody not feels real life. good. It's not, not real life. life, and nobody feels good about it. Yeah. Now, uh, it, it, it's it's this notion that we have to achieve within our individual self worth in order to feel good about life. Otherwise, when somebody does it for us, it doesn't feel good. It feels mm-hmm. like you, it feels like you, you know you're you're cheating yourself. Right. right. Exactly. You know, yeah. like if some like if, if your parents complain and got you the starting role at first base in little league. You know, the kid knows it's not because he earned it. Correct. We are basically in our culture trying to remove the word farce from the dictionary. It is a farce if I go and try to play Juliet in Shakespeare's play. That's I a farce. You, I think you might be good at yeah, it. Yeah, that's a farce. Right. Now, back in Shakespeare's time, you would have they, been able to they do had that. male actors right. doing female roles because... Basically, it was almost considered to be prostitution. It was, it, it was kind of like how NASCAR drivers used to be viewed as criminals. Okay, if you were a, a a player, an actor back in you know Elizabethan times, you were just about a prostitute. So women were not allowed on stage. They they weren't allowed to do those roles because you were essentially you were like a circus clown. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was degrading. Is what it was saying. degrading, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so here we are all these these centuries later, right? And nobody's going to cast me as Juliet, okay? And I've just got, you know, Andrew Clavin isn't going to have me do a female role in one of his plays. It's, you know, and I have to accept that. But we're, and for me to play a female role, okay? You'd have have to let your hair grow We call that farce. For sure. 
Well, look, and we're end- removing we're removing those judgments about what is farcical and what is ridiculous. It's the emperor's new and, clothes. And accepting everything right. as normal. The clothes are invisible. Like we like you look at modern art, some of this stuff, it's just absurd. Like it's a it's I mean it, it's right. not there's no beauty in it. No. And it's not uh but no. people sit around and act like they like it. And and maybe they do, I guess. Who am I to say they shouldn't? But I've listened to music that's you know, some of this um whatever it would be. And I'm I'm listening to it, and I'm just like it just doesn't it's not good. I don't like it. Yeah. And uh, and people are, are sort of these sophisticants acting like they're so uh, right. educated because they understand it or they know better. And I remember in college reading these journals, like these history journals uh, back in the 90s when some of this nonsense was first emerging. And I would read paragraphs of this stuff and be like, I don't understand a freaking word of it. I, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me whatsoever. Right. But you weren't in the club. And I you didn't write, know the words. <laughs> I had to write a, um, a critical review of somebody's journal one time. And that was my, 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 my conclusion was it doesn't make any logical sense. And I pulled apart. I said that he claims this, this, and this, but those things don't add up to this. He's missing a key component of the syllogism. Right. And uh, they didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't let's, like it. Let's Jeez. talk a little bit about something that uh, you're, you're an expert in, Steve. I'm and an that expert is in nothing. Well, uh, that is, I, and you might not like this as a defense attorney, but I'm going to say it. This entire thing that's sweeping the country, swept the country, we're seeing it play out in Philadelphia, in New York City, in Chicago, all the big cities, San Francisco, this, where where we're light on crime. Mm -hmm. We're light on crime. We've, we've decided that, we've decided that the criminals themselves are now victims in all cases and they need to be handled with kid gloves and we need to have lots of understanding. So this guy who was just in this guy who was let out because of a clerical error in Franklin County, uh, Ohio, which is the County where Columbus, Ohio is. He was let out because of a clerical error. He killed his son. That's the allegation by the prosecutors by uh, mishandling fentanyl in his house he was in april of 2021 involved in the shooting of his mother who did not die but a 26 year old uh at this involved in the same incident he is charged with killing him the judge back then decided instead of of instead during the pending his trial instead of incarcerating him with you know he was under house arrest. So he was under house arrest all the way up until I think November of 2022. When once it was discovered that fentanyl was involved in the death of his son, they decided to drop the uh, bond for that from house arrest and to bring him in and put him and drop that charge and charge him with uh, manslaughter or whatever the abuse of a child, whatever it was, to up the charge. And that's where the paperwork got screwed up, and they they freed him. So he goes out on the street. This is a guy, in my opinion, should have been in jail. He should have had a swift trial on the killing the 26-year-old and shooting his mother. He should have had a second trial on the fentanyl with his baby. And then while he's out because of this clerical error, he he's involved in the killing of somebody else at a gas station shooting, and they finally have rearrested this guy. He's only 20 years old, David Johnson, and he's been handled, you know, basically with kid gloves 
it, it, well, maybe. this entire it, it, it time. Doesn't, uh, well, look, I know. Uh, here's a defense. So, Go ahead, man. I don't, it's look, legit. It, this it's, is not Everybody's a, uh, entitled to a vigorous defense. I get it. Well, th- this ahead. has nothing to do with that. I'm going to look at it more commonsensically. So first of all, it was a clerical error that got him released. And, you know, you could say that he was handled with kid gloves, but it sounds like there was some reason that the courts were trying to hold this guy in jail and somewhere well, the on, ball was dropped. Only recently, he was under house arrest yeah. pending the killing of that 26-year-old. So From April the killing or after? After. Okay, so, but did April he, 2021. Did he do anything while on house, what did he do while on house arrest to violate conditions of his bond? Well, uh, yeah, see, I'm against the bond. Okay, you're being charged with killing. I understand. So he's so being charged with killing. His he's placed on house arrest. What happened because he wasn't in jail? That they reevaluated the death of his infant son, one-year-old son. They filed a superseding indictment and That's charged right. him with a bigger crime based on they the were, same old conduct. They were about to. They had not yet filed those charges. And in the meantime, because of this cleric, clerical error, no no other charges except for the killing of the 26-year-old, right? They let him out. They let him out, and then he commits and he was So he was, in theory, supposed to go back to house arrest. Yeah, but I guess I guess for, what, what, what to me this doesn't... For shooting his mom in the 26-year-old. It's a better argument for you if he was let out on his own recognizance and then went out and committed crimes, and the courts didn't exercise their responsibility to uh, enforce a reasonable bond i'm saying you know here's here's all i'm i'm saying this in no case where you are charged with manslaughter okay during the pendency of that right i don't think you should be on the street period why not because you've got a track record of shooting people well, hold on a second. That's different than being charged with manslaughter. A track record of shooting people is different well, than a charge of manslaughter. I don't know if it was just manslaughter or what, but he was under house arrest for killing a 26-year-old. So he's on house and, arrest. And maiming his mother. Now, maybe it yes, was attempted murder. But he didn't commit a crime while on was. house arrest. He uh, committed well, a crime the, after the court screwed up. The killing of his son. Right, but that wasn't. But that had already happened. That's what got him on house arrest. Is that no. what you're saying? No, no, that happened afterwards. Okay, so I, I misunderstood the facts then. So look, April he, April twenty twenty one, shoots his mom, kills a twenty six year old. Pending trial. Pending trial. During the pendency of the trial, he's got a one year old son. Okay, and, and the son dies while he's on house arrest. Correct. Well, okay. he's only one year old, right? So he's no, got. No, yeah. I got you. Okay, so I, I look that changes everything for me. So if he if he commits a crime what's while on house arrest, do, what's his ass doing on the street? That's what I'm saying. Well, I, here's the thing: you can't legislate from the margins on stuff like this because. There's one of those, and for every one of those, there's going to be thousands of people who have recognizance bonds, or they post their bond, or they're on house arrest, and there are no other problems. But you but, can't put everybody in jail pending trial. You but can't Steve, do it. We don't have Steve, the resources to do it. Right. So what is a guy who has been arrested and charged in April of 2021, right? Why hasn't that trial happened yet? I believe in swift justice. Isn't, aren't we guaranteed that in the Constitution? No, the individuals are guaranteed a right to a speedy trial. It's theirs to waive. Yeah, I understand that. I doubt he waived that. I, I, I no, think I'm sure he did. You think? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't get ready for a murder. So look, I mean, this is like anything else. The courts are busy. The system is clogged. The jails are full. Right. I have a full set of files upstairs. And somebody says, so here's we, your client. He's charged with murder. Try the case right. in a week. Okay. So here's the deal to me. I think murderers should be prioritized in the system. I think the Jeffrey Dahmer's... This, uh, well, this David, guy's not Jeffrey Dahmer. No, no, 
But anybody who's murdered somebody or has been charged with murder, those trials need to be prioritized. Those people should not, should not be back in society. So what does prioritize mean? Does that it mean means, you're not going to give him time to get his defense together? Well, how much time does he need? We'll say it's a year. Okay, so that would have been April of 2022. Well, you also none had COVID this, in this mess, too. None so of this would have happened. You're working, in, you're working to some extent with an anomaly time period. I'm not saying it's justifiable because I don't believe right. in any of the COVID mess, but it was the courts were essentially closed. Well, we still can't get jurors. Then what I do is I put my finger on my lip as the sad judge and say, well, gee, gee, Mr. Johnson, you know, because of COVID, normally I would let you go back under house arrest, but because this is going to get dragged out and because, well, because it, of COVID, it looks we're like not you're going to put you in jail because we're afraid of the spread of COVID. This is the nonsense that happened. Right. Well, mm. yeah. So, so let me just say this. Yeah. This I, is a fringe case. I'm Judge Roy Bean on this guy. This is guy. a fringe case. This guy case. is staying in prison. I'm not. I'm not condoning and, and, or even defending anything he did, unless I were and hired look, to do And it. look what's happened. He killed another person while so he was running around. So what's going to happen is this: we are going to get something like Marcy's Law or Megan's Law or some other law named after a poor victim of a fringe case, because, and the law is going to be shitty. Yeah, the law because, is going to be because horrible. the existing system is being is not being utilized. So correctly. we have things like correct. So we already have the rules in place. We That's have, right. We have so let's use them. Why, why are you letting a guy charged with murder back out under house arrest? Well, because what, of little, bad government he's policy. He's got a little stupid collar my on his ankle. Is, my guess is it me. has a lot to do. So he with killed COVID. his he killed his son. Clerical error. He goes out and kills a guy at a gas station. He killed two more people during the pendency of sure. This. It, look, it, 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 none of that is, is justifiable on any level. I don't know why he was placed on house arrest, and that's the answer to, or that's the question I would need the answer so to a assess lot of, this problem. So a lot of things in our society were wrong 100 years ago. This would not have been one of them. They would, 100 years ago in Columbus, Ohio, they never would have sent a guy charged with murder back to his house to live with his mommy while he's waiting for his murder trial. Never would have done it. Never would have happened. This is a modern convenience that we're doing now because we have stupid little GPS uh, ankle bracelets. We would not have done that 100 years ago, and they would have had a quicker trial. Everybody feels like you do until until it happens to you or your loved one. Al Capone didn't sit around for a year and a half. What if the guy's not guilty? Okay, so have a trial. He's not guilty. So okay. What if the guy's not guilty? What if what if it's what if it's a one-off but, oh, Steve, scenario? What Each does individual ha- what case, does, but what does has that, to be assessed for what it is? Not and arguing that. What does that have to do with where we house him during the pendency of his trial? A hundred no. reasons. Because if I if Nothing. you're going to give a guy a fair defense, if you want him to have the best defense possible, him sitting in jail while I'm preparing his defense is not the best defense possible. Not even close. Well, we don't. Our constitution margin. does not guarantee the best defense possible. Well, is that what you want, though? No. No, I do. No, we, you're we, setting up breakdown ab initio, dude. You're breaking. You are setting a bar that we cannot pay for and will never achieve. I didn't have the best attorney possible for my recent legal deal. I didn't say best attorney possible. The best defense. Okay. Well, let me let me Come rephrase. On, so I'll thing. use words that make more Come sense on. to you. The best defense reasonably possible. All right. Okay. Is that fair enough? So you want if I'm going to represent a guy and he's in jail, it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass on me, and it's not as good as it would be if he were not in jail. Okay. Not even close. So there's some downsides to killing people. And one of which is right. there's some it's downsides. a little clunky to meet with your attorney. So let's let's oh. just let's have it your way. Let's oh. presume that he's guilty. 
Well, isn't that the presumption when you arrest somebody? No. When in there's fact, reasonable in, cause. In fact, there, there's that pesky Bill of Rights that says the opposite, right? Where he's presumed there, innocent. There's pre- we're not talking about that, but there is a presumption that he is legitimately detained. No, there is a presumption that the police are right, and we have to operate intentionally to overcome that presumption. I agree with you. give him a fair Nobody's shake already, in we, the system. You're talking about a trial. You're saying put him in jail because he killed somebody, but what if he didn't? Nope. Not saying that. I'm saying that if there's enough evidence Where do you to, draw a uh, line? How about robbery? Do we, if there's keep, a, do we keep all them in no. jail while we're pending? No. How about a burglary where you no. go into somebody's house? No. no, I think when you kill somebody... How about a, a felonious assault that, where, I, where the, I try to kill somebody, they don't quite die? Yeah, that might that might be. Okay, it so depends on how egregious <laughs> Between it is. now and next week, let's write Norm's, Norm's hard, fast it's rules It's common sense. It's Judge Roy Bean shit. It's common it's, sense. It's, it's not so easy when you get... I didn't say it was easy. has no prior record... Didn't say it was easy. It, there, each individual circumstance, each individual situation has to be assessed. Shot his mother, determine, killed a 26-year-old. Well, that happened afterwards. So the no, question is, why no, did that's, he... No, that's what... Those were the initial charges. Okay, so then I would need to know what the decision-making process was that landed him on house arrest. I would guess, I would guess the following, yeah. that the jail couldn't house people because of COVID. Okay, that's external. Go ahead. Um, I would guess that the guy probably had, I don't know if he had a record or not had a record. I would want to know if he had a record and whether the judge who issued that bond would knew that or didn't know that. Okay. All right? Yeah. I would want to know what his history of showing up in court is. I would okay. want to know that. And, okay. and I would want to know... Uh, what the expectations were on house arrest? What okay. were the services that were in place? So those are those are all the things. Now you would say blanket. If you're accused of killing somebody, you never are allowed to be released on bond pending trial. That that would be your rule. Not killing somebody, like a car wreck. No, murder, murder charges. Sure, that's, that's different. That so for murder only. How about rape? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly rape. How about yeah. how about um, that would be more circumstantial because there is a such thing as statutory rape where the victim agreed to the sexual activity. How about self defense between murder. teenagers? How about a murder where the defense is self defense? The murder is so my client. I had recently had a self defense client, and um, oh, I see what you're saying. Right, my yeah. defense was self defense. He'd never been charged with anything before. Right. Right. How about that guy? Is he allowed to be out on bond or has he got to sit in jail for two years waiting on trial? So was he charged with the same kind of charges that you would charge uh, for a an Purposely cause the death of another. Like a planned murder? Murder. Purposely cause the death of another. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then you have to treat him the same. He has to stay in jail. Yeah. But my corollary, which I think you kind of ran over, was that the trial has to happen quickly. As quickly yeah, but what as if it possible. Doesn't benefit, it, you, okay. It's like, an un, what does quickly mean to so you? So if the guy, in, 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 well, if the guy, if the statute, guy voluntarily wants to cook in in prison for longer while his defense is being prepared, I've got no problem with that. But he has to stay in jail. So you don't see the problem with that? No, that I don't. You're going to force a guy to sit in jail no. who is going to want to who's, who's got to say he's got a legitimate defense, say it's self defense. But he, you don't think that that's going to incentivize less of a defense in order just to get him out of jail faster? Yeah, possibly could. So maybe for self-defense cases, you have some kind of uh, more uh, intensive review. I could see that. So now you're going to make it incumbent upon that what the defense is. As a, you're going to make a not incumbent. You're going to make the a, circumstances. A, you're the, going to make of a the consideration. Shooting. One of the considerations will be what the defense is. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah. What the facts are. What the facts are. So that would have happened. They would have read the facts out loud in court, and the judge would have had uh, some discretion to either keep him and hold him or release him on house arrest. And I'm not saying that this guy should have been on house arrest, but I'm just saying- Well, clearly shouldn't he kill two more people. The point of this is that, well, I mean, and that's the hindsight approach. The point of this is there are no hard, fast rules that will work here. our local government, yes, no. This is a yes, no question. Our local government just tried to pass- more egregious regulations on on legitimate gun owners okay just just tried if they passed the ordinances right mm-hmm. and the ohio legislature shot that down you know no pun intended um so there's so at the same time that our local law enforcement system is being told to turn up the wick on guns and being told to turn up the wick on violent crime uh, and uh, turn up the wick on fentanyl, right, and, and drugs in Columbus, Ohio. The same justice system, right, is letting people involved with all those things. He shot his mother, shot a 26-year-old, and his one-year-old son dies of fentanyl. He's accused of shooting his mother. So this guy... So there's a difference... I understand he, he, that. But no, you but you, but the no. language matters here, Norm. Yeah, I you understand. keep saying he shot his mother. Yeah. No, he is accused He's of a, it. Okay. The government yeah. has accused him. The same corrupt gotcha. government right. that that promulgated those ridiculous gun laws right. is the same corrupt right. government that's accusing him okay. of these things. We have these protections and then the government, against this government. And then stuff. the government let him go back to his house. Because maybe the something because, stunk about the case. Because the jail's too full. Or stank about or, the case. Or, or because, uh, because they don't have the prosecutorial time or whatever. So you got to do one thing or the other. You either no, you, got to, you've either you got. You have to protect the rights of the accused. You, well, then you. First. Fine. So we either. First. Well, you also have to, you also have to protect first. society also. That's a corollary to all of this. Uh, look, I'm not disagreeing with or you. Or you have people, but you, you have are, people throwing rocks at your building, which you very much didn't like. I hated it. Yeah. Okay. Arrest them. So either you have chaos in society, and you go after people like this guy. But it's not a binary equation. You, you, not in, making it binary. There is a gray area. You could chew gum and walk. That operates can, in discretion. You can prosecute that this. the discretion has to you operate You can in. prosecute this guy in a timely manner, Okay. Instead of him lingering at home where he commits more murders or manslaughter. What if the government needs the time? What if the government couldn't procure the witness that was necessary okay. because COVID restrictions on travel couldn't get the witness? Government out? also needs to protect society. Okay, but what if the, so so this guy balancing act. The, use, the, he's, has a right to a speedy trial. Let's reverse it. This guy has a right to a speedy trial. Right. But the government can't get their witness here. Right. And this guy's sitting in jail. Right. And the reason the government can't get the witness here is of no fault of the government because of maybe other bad government. Okay. So COVID won't let them Lots get the witness Lots of rape cases here. Do you are let like the this. guy go? Lots of rape cases like the Michael Jackson case. Would you people let the won't, guy go in that situation? People won't testify. It's not a won't testify, but they could if we or had more time. Or they can't or whatever. What's, what's yeah, you gotta, of course you got to let him go. So then he, he lets go well, and then he kills somebody. You, then what would you do? What do you think? I'm Inspector Javert. I don't know. You're no. acting like it. No, I'm not. So you, you, no, <laughs> I'm in no way acting like it. Well, you've, you've convicted this guy before the trial. Listen, he I'm, shot the wife. Is this called the Common Sense Ohio Show? I'm trying to make it very common. Okay. I am not. And very sensible. Okay. I am not going to walk, okay, on eggshells or hang myself on tentered hooks here. This guy shot his mother. Okay. He shot his mother. Okay. I'm allowed to have that opinion. And I do have that opinion. Based on what? 
Okay, based on the fact that he was sent back to house arrest and the prosecutors were ready to up the charges. I believe, I'm allowed to have a belief. Maybe. I believe this guy did this. And what evidence do I have? He killed two more people. Okay, but that's... He's a bad dude. Yeah, but you you understand that, that, that that logically doesn't follow. I'm not trying to create a logic equation. So maybe I'm at the just, time Bond was set, they I'm didn't have a, evidence that dude, he killed him. They, dude, they didn't not, have the evidence necessary. I'm not a juror in this case. I haven't listened to the evidence. I'm on a bar stool talking that's, to a couple of friends. That's the point. That's the point. And you have to understand that we can have these kind of conversations. So if you... Oh, will, I'm not upset. I just... I I'm not upset discussion. either. Right. But I can, I can ask you to buy in for the sake of argument that this guy is guilty. Yes. And and I think you believe 90% he is guilty. If I if I if I had to pin you down and say, "Hey Steve, look, I'm going to force you to tell me what your gut tells you." You're going to say, "Yeah, and this guy did it." That's my that is the problem with the logic that you I am not, we have I'm to not turn asking, that on its ear. I'm not asking you to set up No, I agree with you. His I, civil I, rights based on your you. gut. But if we're going to operate on our on our notions on our initial thoughts we that, do that somebody is guilty. We do that all the time in we our society. We have to intentionally not do that. We have to intentionally put safeguards in place That's that if you're preclude running. policy decisions right. based on those initial thoughts. Correct. But we're not doing... And we've done it in the but, first 10 amendments to the United we're States not Constitution. But we're not doing that in this case. What we're well, not... you don't make exceptions in the case that we're you don't not, like. No, we're not doing that in this case. This guy needed to have a speedy processing of the charges so i want to know he the should answer. not have been allowed to float at home why wasn't he initially mother... charged with the murder well you're asking me all kinds of questions i, I, I can't because answer because it matters like maybe yeah. they didn't have the lab results back maybe they couldn't prove the case maybe they couldn't hold him on a murder case so they had to let him go on house arrest so the clock didn't start ticking on the murder case probably, that they were trying to build probably his there's a hundred reasons why this could be completely oh legit. come on let's go with the most likely his mother won't testify against him even though well, he... he killed her right no he shot her oh she didn't die okay so, so the other guy's dead. His mother is. It got shot in the leg or whatever. Okay, I'm not defending this guy as a character. I know you're not uh, of, uh, of, I got of, you. of model citizenship. Right. But this is the. These are the cases but where this, if we're going to enact this legislation is criminal, based on this case, this is criminal light. If we're this is, going this to, this is exactly act, the problem. Here's the problem. If we're we not enact pre- legislation based on this set of circumstances, which is an outlier by not, all definitions, I'm, a, I'm not advocating any legislation. Then, or if you're going to change your policies on how you treat others, you're going to catch I'm innocent so, people in the dragnet. I'm and mad. We as a society, have dude, said, dude, I'm. Th- th- this is all I'm saying. The prosecutors and the judge didn't do their job. Well, that could be. That's all I'm saying. I'm it's saying, as simple as I'm that. I'm not even going that far. That very well could be. It could also be that there were other restrictions on the problem. They may not have been able to procure the evidence necessary to charge him with a murder okay. and therefore justify a higher bond. Right. They may not have had the lab reports back. They may not have had a witness that came maybe, forward later. And maybe is innocent. And so let's they, have the trial. And then if they let, if they held him in jail, then then they get three for one day. So they're getting. he's only got 90 days to get it in, and they okay. can't get their evidence together, okay. and the guy walks free. Then so just, the, the then prosecutor dismiss. says, look... We got to make a hard choice here. We got to let this guy out, right. otherwise he's going to go free forever. So there's reasons why that this stuff happens. In uh, what I'm trying to avoid is in, is taking. Well, that would probably, be well, that would be an injustice if the prosecutor said we we're never going to have the evidence to charge us. No, guy. Th- if they're saying, look, we don't have the evidence now, but we are developing it. So so in perpetuity, we're going to keep an ankle bracelet on him and confine him to his house. Isn't it better than letting him go? No. That's wrong too. 
I'm saying charge this MFer, right? Bring him into court. Let's have a trial. Let's get this done, right? And then his little baby would still be alive, and this guy wouldn't be dead at the gas station. I get it. So you and Tom Cruise can get I'm together saying, and have your, your little shit. minority report, and we can get the little things no, together. No, I'm and- saying get your shit together. I'm saying get the cops to investigate this. Let's get the let's get the. It's been a year and a half, right? This isn't yeah. the OJ case. He doesn't have Johnny Cochran. Come on, man. Let's get this done. All that's right. that's well, what I'm saying. With, 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 with that riveting debate, I've got to wrap it up. <laughs> I've got to wrap it up. I've got to I've got to get out of here. But uh, well, look, this was awesome. We all do, man. It is the it is the close of a I think a great year. Why is it great? Because we founded Common Sense Ohio in the year 2022. Right. I think we are off to a stellar start. I think this is good stuff. Hey, look, and they found that baby in Indy. If you, they did. Oh, we yes, got to yeah. talk about that next week because there's there's crap yeah. about that, too. They did. Well, hey, so hey, we got to kick that can down the road but, until yes, next week. But yes. the Christmas present to this community was that baby was found alive. Yes, found correct, alive. For sure. And there's a happy ending. And there's sure. a happy yes. ending for that five-month-old. Yes. yes. Praise yes. praise God. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So, look. If with that, I will agree with Norm on oh, uh, perhaps on the other stuff. But Norm, I think it's like it's like the old. Your guy. agreement to me means a lot more to you than it does to me. Believe me. Look, there there is a guy in college I used to debate all the time, and I realized early on it's like I'm never going to convince him he's wrong, but I'm going to convince everybody else that he's wrong, and that's going to be good enough. And that's what Common Sense Ohio is all about. So, Paul it, Paul, Paul Newman, Judge Roy Bean see the movie that's me it's a, it's a good movie uh well most of paul newman stuff is good but anyway uh we're gonna wrap it up that'll be it for the year that'll be it for 2022 next year we'll be back that's like next week as it turns out so don't worry it's not you don't have to wait that long you won't go into some sort of shock of uh, uh for the dearth of a show here but uh if you want to check us out commonsenseohio.com if you want to become a sponsor for the new year we are uh getting some uh some people reaching out so uh if you want to get in line for that we can uh, create a segment just for you and or your business we're happy to take your money see we do this we do this for money actually we don't we do it for common sense uh so uh it is common sense ohio right from the middle signing off in 2022 at least until now